0: Lucky enough to be talking to on SWAT Triple Nine, Tony Childs, Emmy winner, three-time Grammy nominated superstar, and, and now a permanent resident of Australia. Tony,
1: yes, and I love it.
0: Byron Bay, you're situated up there with your hubby, yeah?
1: Yes, I really love. I really love Byron Bay. It's it's a um, it's such a sweet spot on the whole planet. I've got to travel all over the place, and I love it.
0: Speaking of, of traveling, I know you're very busy at the moment, but you are coming back to Australia for a, a big national tour. You went out last year, Tony, 55-date national tour, and it went just gangbusters. So we're coming back in 2020 for the retrospective tour. Uh, more dates added in some spots you didn't get to last year.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So there were theaters that it just wouldn't line up in terms of dates, availabilities and stuff. So that's 17 shows now we're going to do and kind of, Finish out our, you know, the retrospective celebration. It was, you know, it's nice. It's celebrating my 30 year anniversary of my first album, Union. And uh, with a, I wanted to do something really special, you know. It's a, it's a milestone to make it to thirty years.
0: <laughs> I know. It, it, well, it certainly is in the music game. I mean, it's a tremendous effort and, and such a great story too behind uh, the debut album uh, Union. I mean, you came out of nowhere, left home at fifteen. You ended up opening up for for Bob Dylan, and then it just all went gangbusters straight away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, yeah, it's been a really wonderful. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, you know, challenging on every possible way, of getting you out of your comfort zone, and growing you, you know, as a as a person, because your calling is something that uh, is all about storytelling, right? But you're you're relating your own your own perspective, and and it's been really, it's, I love it, particularly like this last tour. I, I got to play this old music using original stem from the original recordings, the original sound. So it was, when people come and see the show, they're going to hear it's like sonically like the album. And I have a quiet stage, so you don't have amps blaring off the stage in any way. So it's got this really beauty, high fidelity um, audio experience. And that's very important to me. Um, that when you come to the show, you just have this, you know, you get to with playing all these old songs through the decades sound like the record. Do you know what I mean? Just that
0: good. Absolutely, and and I know, look, all of your fans love the old stuff from the 80s and 90s, but what I like, Tony, too, about this new retrospective tour, so the new show, the first hour, will be all the big hits from the 80s and 90s, but then the second hour is some of your new music over the last few years, so what does Tony Child's music look like in 2020?
1: Well, it's interesting because it's connected now to um, my, my new show that is going to go into rehearsals this year, It's called It's All a Beautiful Noise, and it's two hours of nonstop animation and a lot of high-tech audience engagement. I'm working with an animation team out of Barcelona, Spain. Um, When you come to the show, you're given a mask, one of six possible masks of pollinators. Um, That Each mask has an addressable LED light that I control from the stage, and on the underneath side of each mask is a URL, and so I get to play. Every mask lights up a different color. Um, uh, each mask ask, has that URL, and at the end, I ask you to um, go on a treasure hunt. And yeah. at the end of the treasure hunt, you're asked to send your mask to a physical location where all the masks are put into one giant public installation, making a big, beautiful noise for our pollinators. Because yeah. don't you see, we've got we've got some things for the immune systems of butterflies and bees and Other kinds of things where they're in danger and they're marking and pointing to us being in danger. But I wanted to do a show that celebrated them, that celebrates us and how far we've made it on planet Earth and how how smart and intelligent we are and also what we have to meet before us. Right. But to do it in a way that's super inspirational. So that's it's all a beautiful noise. And the next one that comes out in 2025 is called Citizens of the Planet. And that album's already recorded and mastered and ready to go. So, yeah, we're ready for this decade. It's got a very full uh, decade of three big creative projects.
0: Awesome stuff. Look, I know, Tony, these days you're a huge... Uh, uh, in the environmental area as well. But I know a lot of people sort of wonder what happened to Tony Childs back in the 90s, but probably most people don't know that you were diagnosed with, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Graves' disease, which is a hypothyroid condition, which you found out was due to chemicals in your drinking water. Is it when your sort of environmental journey started back then?
1: I think it did. I mean, I think that there were things that I was seeing, you know, about how we were, you know, we've been consuming and and we've been raised to be consumers and how the waste and other kinds of things i i was noticing that in the 90s but i think having been diagnosed in 97 with Graves' disease and then finding out it in it within a two-year period of time that was really because of my drinking water had mercury in it and then i was allergic to chlorine and sulfates and toothpaste chlorine and drinking water sulfates and toothpaste and shampoos and 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 so it Really I ended up curing myself from Graves' disease once I understood that I was the water I was actually drinking, I had seven parts per million of mercury in my body. So it shined a light on how we're polluted, what's polluting us. I never even questioned my drinking water that it wouldn't be safe. And what are the components that what how that happens and So all along the way, and then seeing what's happening with the bees on the planet, you know, and the collapse of bees and the other kinds of things that have been happening on the planet, I just realized, wow, we just have a big pollution problem. And But the bees are super important. The littlest angels on the planet, our pollinators, are are very important. And in Germany, 75% of the birds died there. Uh, Not the birds, 75% of the insects completely disappeared and in, in France. And then so that meant 15% of the bird life died, right? Because there wasn't enough food for them to eat. And so that's why they've implemented certain things there. So I, yes, I'm, I've gone down the environmental hole, but it's also, I've seen clearing it up in myself and understanding how simple it is to do actually. It's not a big problem. And so I wanted to put it into a show that would be inspirational, not be this big bummer because we're, we have so much stuff where we can really feel a lot of polarization in life and we need to feel inspired. We need an injection of positivity and love into our lives. And that's what I feel like I'm really good at.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And doing it too, Tony, I think in an interactive way as well. And it's not sounding like a lecture. Uh, you know, you're more inclined to get people I- involved in that sort of process.
1: And we need things to celebrate and in that celebration and with really beauty. I mean, these animators that I'm working with, this, you know, this production is something that's groundbreaking. And, you know, we need to invest and tour these interregional areas that don't normally you have to go to a city to see a show like that. We need to invest in each other. I'm about building bridges and us coming together together. And talking, the rubber hits the road kind of time. We can't just keep our heads in the sand. We need to look at the stuff we need to look at. But, we and then just get motivated and be, you know, super motivated in this wonderful way to do something that's really simple instead of thinking it's a daunting thing. And I feel, for whatever reason, my situation has given me the ability to communicate that in a way that makes it easy to meet instead of daunting and we just, where we just want to just, it feels so overwhelming we just shut down and get on with life.
0: Talking to Tony Childs, a fan- sensational uh, singer, songwriter and artist. Now, Tony, I know you, you've always told tremendous stories through your music as well, but you've, you've also empowered people, particularly women. Now, you won a, about 15 years ago. You won an Emmy Award for your song called Because You're Beautiful, but the story behind how that song came about is a wonderful story as well.
1: Well, you know, yeah. So I was living on the island of Kauai. Um, it was 2003. Our sexual assault treatment center on our land on our island had lost funding. And we decided we'd do the vagina monologues. And we got permission from the author to be able to do it even. Sir. And then she came to our island um, and came and saw our humble production. And this is how humble our production was. Our, our rehearsal, <laughs> our um, our dressing room was a mats and containers. Uh, it was a very <laughs> humble production on this little remote island, and um, anyway, she came, and and it turned out she was a huge Tony Childs fan, and after the, sh- after the show, the performance, she was like, she put my head to her head, and she goes, what are you doing on this rock? You need to be making music, and you know, I had landed on that island to heal from grace disease, and I really had just let my whole life go because I had these doctors who told me that what I did for a living was causing craves. And at that point when I we did the b diary monologues, so it was this huge realization. I found out that I had mercury poisoning. I found out that it was really environmental impact that was had was affecting me. And so what ended ended up happening was uh I said, Okay, let me see if the let me see your documentary. So she said, I want you to write an uh, uh, a song for my documentary called Until the Violence Stops,' And you can't say no. And I want you to write an anthem that would inspire people to end violence against women and girls for all time. I was like, "Great, Eve, okay, you. And and um, because I really thought, I, I didn't really think I would be doing music anymore. Um, I watched, and then I became inspired. And because I was I realized I had a beauty wound. I realized I'd given my power away. I realized that that um, I needed to really love myself and uh, accept myself and to see myself as beautiful. And I know that sounds a little bit crazy and all of that. This was a huge thing for me. And so I realized I had a beauty wound, and I was working on a book called Living Beauty Alchemy of Acceptance. And coming from that place, I asked myself the question if violence was really going to end against women and girls. What would need to be maybe the first thing that would need to happen? And one thing that came to me is that we as women need to, need to stop the violence we inflict on ourselves every day through negative self-talk, right? And then this reflective reality. We wouldn't be standing there, you know, in this place where we're resonating this insecurity and the world mirroring it back to us, right? So I wrote this song, Because You're Beautiful, and it won an Emmy and... It's affected both men and women in a beautiful way, because now I realize women aren't the only ones who have a beauty womb. We all have a beauty womb. You know, our ancestors were so busy surviving, they weren't able to really reflect back the beauty of who we are. And because they weren't able to reflect that to us, what's happened is we believe that we were less than the beauties that we really are. That's my
0: belief. That's a, a fantastic story, Tanya. And you're right. I, I mean, I was thinking as you were saying that. I mean, we all need to have our beauty room. We're all probably our harshest critics at, at times. But but since that time as well, I was reading that you often will, will get women up on stage just to have a sing and let out all this sort of frustration that they've been holding in as well.
1: Well, you know what? I When I first started touring again, because that song made me go, I need to be making music again, right? It snapped me out of it. She was like, you need to get off this rock, right? And, and, and it felt like a really important invitation. And then I was like, okay, I, I needed to, and so I made a record called Keep the Faith. And then I started touring again, and I started touring Australia. And, and when I started touring, and I started touring in regional areas, right, I could see when I, when I start to talk about this song and how it came to be, and I was looking out at the audience, I was seeing that both the men and the women look, kind of checked out. Like maybe they left themselves on the side of the road and forgot to go back and get themselves. So then it was like, I need to say something. But I'd never actually spoken to the audience like that before and I just plucked up the courage and I said, Okay, look, I'm see this is what I'm seeing and I want you women to come up on the stage because I don't want you to lose your juiciness and I want you to really I you need to you need to feel the truth that how beautiful you are. And so the stage would just get with women, where the band is like kind of like all like, like, kind of got their you know, they're just like wow. And then I start singing. Now, I didn't know what kind of effect the song would have on the women when they were sitting down there, and then all of a sudden, women are just crying their eyes out, stuffing back the tears, and and then it kind of turned into a thing where, well, when I'm coming to town, I need to go and do a yoga session the next day so people can have a way of like feeling a lot more free with their pride instead of feeling like i came out with my husband on a date and now i'm like you know anyway so it's it's been a real amazing this song has been so powerful it's yeah. turned me into a yoga teacher and and now i have retreats uh in bali every year and
0: it's been yeah. a, it's been a, a hell been a, a hell of a journey, Tony Charles. Before I let you go, which I will in a sec, I just need to I, I, I ask a lot of artists this that ha, have been in the music game for a while, uh, recording a, and touring twenty twenty verse back in the eighties and nineties. Uh, better, worse, different.
1: Well, I think that you know, no, because you're connecting with people. I think I think for myself, you know, now I have my own touring company. Now, I, you know, I've created an app. Um, You know, I have my own. I'm more of an entrepreneur in my business. Um, I am creating, you know, concert going experiences. That's kind of a new genre. That's what these two new shows that'll come out this decade because they have animation and a lot of different other high-tech engagement where it's more than just one night of engagement and a way for us to connect so um, yeah so I feel like I'm an installation artist you know I really it's different so now all of these different mediums of storytelling are, are, are in what I do now and so that makes it very 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 different um, from touring but other than that People come, and they sit down in a seat in a theater, and yeah. they're there to have an experience. And hopefully, a really. everybody wants to have an exceptional experience. That's why we all go, isn't
0: it? Oh, the transfer of energy. That's why we're all there.
1: That's right. And then wanting to have something that's going to add to our lives, right? That's what we really hope for.
0: Tony Childs, you're, you're an inspiration. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to have a chat to us this morning. And you're coming to Western Sydney the 14th of March. You'll be out at the Joan Sutherland Performing Arts Centre. More info on the Tony Childs uh, website, Facebook page, or any other wonderful bits of modern technology she's utilising.
1: Well, wonderful. So glad to talk to you, Wayne. And I look forward to seeing you there.
0: Yeah, I, I will see if, I've got, uh, if I'm have got if i available. I will come out. Cause, well, can I get up on stage and sing too? <laughs> <laughs> Was that out, Wayne. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a very bad singer, Tony. But don't take me up on that.
1: Well, it doesn't matter. At that point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, I give you a big hug. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, thanks so much for the call. I look forward to, to you coming to Western Sydney.
1: All right. Aloha. Mm-hmm.